welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This sermon is taken from the 2010 Annual Missions Conference. This is the evening service of Saturday the 5th of June 2010, and the Bible readings are taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 to 58, and Isaiah chapter 55, verses 9 to 11. Here's Brother Richard Rolls. Again, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, good to see each one of you here, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the delicious meal that we had for the service, plus the uh, good fellowship, and just appreciate again the privilege of being here. A special blessing to chat with uh, Shelly, and uh, I remember Shelly when she was just a very small child, and she'd grown up, grown up to become a lovely young Christian lady. I thank God for her, plus her testimony. And I appreciate each one of you. Amen. <coughs> Pardon me. Turn your Bibles, please, to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. When you find your place, if you would, stand, please. I'm reminded of something I heard Dr. Clyde Box say years ago, speaking, referring to old age. He said something this effect, said my dentures are... are I'm getting adjusted to my dentures. My bifocals are fine. I've even got used to, to my hearing aid, but I sure do miss my mind. <laughs> Some of you younger folk, you'll get that later, amen. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk to you this evening and first of all share something of what your ministry is doing, the, the scope and focus of it. Pardon me. And then I want to uh, close by sharing something concerning the ministry the Lord has given us. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51. We'll begin there. It said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible have, uh, shall have put on Im- incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And then I want to read one verse of Scripture in the, the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55 or one pastor's scripture, pardon me. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. The Lord says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse 10, For as the rain cometh down in the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, maketh it to bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and the thing whereunto 
uh, it shall accomplish that which I please and shall prosper in the things where to I sent it. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, <coughs> I pray that you'd help me today. Clear my voice. I pray that you'd help me to speak clearly and plainly. And I pray that you'd charge and challenge each and every one of us to see more clearly at, at least something of the scope of what you're doing in our lives and through the work, dear God, that you're uh, doing through us and with us in this matter of missions. And I thank you again, Lord, for uh, saving my soul back uh, those many years ago when I was only a 17-year-old boy and then calling me into the ministry, giving me these many faithful years, Lord, of service, working with your faithfulness, Lord, undergirding us. And God, I thank you for the many churches that you permitted us to go into and the many lives that we've seen affected and touched. And I pray that you'd continue to bless this church, Lord, and help them to see something of their outreach and the scope of their work in this message tonight. And Lord, help me to be brief. I'll thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I want to take just a few moments here, if I could, and uh, share something, first of all, as we said, of the scope of your ministry and your outreach here. I read uh, not long back that the average person, and mind you, average person, will interact or have an influence, be it large or small, on 3,000 people in their lifetime. That's an average. Now, missionaries are definitely not average when it comes to the contacts and number of people they have an influence on. Uh, your ministry right here, you're passing out tens of thousands of gospel tracts with your street ministry and other preaching, witnessing, and only eternity will reveal what you have done yourselves, but then add to that your missionary outreach, and you have 16 missionaries or ministries combined, and uh, let's suppose that these missionary ministries will take the low number, influence, or affect only 3,000 people each, and that would be a low number for the effect that missionaries would have upon people. Uh, our ministry itself is, uh, you know, is having an impact through the Bible printing ministry plus the mission conference ministry. It's having an impact on tens of thousands of people alone, and I do not say that boasting. But let's take the low number of 3,000 and multiply that times the 16 missionaries or ministries that you're currently supporting. That would uh, give you 48,000 people. Amen? That you're having an impact on through the missionaries. Now, suppose these ministries, these 16 ministries, uh, Let's suppose that they represent only 50 people in each of their churches or 50 people that, that get saved and really follow the Lord from each of these missionaries. And uh, again, I think that'd be a very low number, but just for the sake of the arithmetic, let's suppose that you do this. Now, 50 times 16, let's say 50, 50 people that get saved or in the churches and so on, times the 16 ministers you have, that would be 800, all right? But those people in turn have a testimony and impact on another 3,000 each. 3,000 times, uh, times 800 gives you 2,400,000 people. Now, again, I say to you, missionaries, they're 
they're contacting and influencing one way or the other well over 3,000 people each. But your church in its lifetime, the lifetime of these people, will very possibly have an impact on 2,400,000 people. And that, again, is using the lower numbers. Now, I I repeat, missionaries are not average, and only eternity will reveal the impact on the world and the cause of Christ with the souls that are saved and lives that are changed and touched in all of this. Now, Pastor Curtis asked me to uh, focus on our ministry and share something, but I wanted to give you that as, as well in the beginning. But in our ministry, we're preaching mission conferences. That's our main ministry. In conjunction with that, I work with the Mount Pisgah Baptist Church printing ministry. Our church had the second printing ministry that was begun. It it started actually clear back in 1974, I believe it was the year, latter part of 74. We started with a single sheet fed uh, 1250 multilith printing press and uh, has grown to where we have a double roll uh, large web type press that will print tens of thousands of scriptures per hour. I'm talking about pages of scripture per hour. And Brother Malcolm and Sister, uh, uh, sister went over to uh, uh, visit and see this. I'm sorry that it was not in operation that particular day. And the reason that it was not in operation is because we need additional funds. Now, uh, we, uh, we're running, again, tens of thousands of Bibles, New Testaments, and John Romans. And uh, we have long since passed the million mark in, uh, in times past that uh, has, been, has gone out through the ministry there. But I'm preaching mission conferences, helping churches get more involved in supporting missionaries. We pass out faith promise cards. And uh, uh, we have used in excess of 80,000 uh, faith promise cards. That's in addition to the cards that have been used uh, that the churches have produced themselves. And in this situation, you have your own cards, and the pastor has been talking with you along on that. But uh, uh, just to use again a lower number, let's say that only 50,000 of those 80,000 cards were used. That I, I looked at that, and to use just again, a, I think would be a small number. Let's say that those 50,000 cards averaged only $5 per week. And many, many people giving much more than that. We have a, I have a man in, uh, let me think, in North Carolina. And for the last number of years, he has been giving $300 a week, $300 U.S. a week. And I had one turned in 500 a week. Now, that's not the norm. The norm is maybe $5, $10, $25, $20, $15, $35, some 50, some 100, and so on. But uh, let's again use a very low number, $5 each. That would, five times 52, 52 weeks in a year, would be $260 that somebody would give with only $5 invested. But 50,000 times 260 would be $15 million. Amen? And that's for one year. And I've been doing this since uh, the latter part of 1977. Amen. And uh, in addition to the money that's given, we've seen some missionaries that have answered the call of God. 
to go to the regions beyond. And uh, along the way, the Lord has given us a uh, missionary here, missionary there. Brother Larry and Sister Jane Curtis are examples of that. And uh, we're thrilled with this. But hundreds and hundreds of missionaries have gone behind us in these churches and have picked up on this support. And as a result of this, literally hundreds and hundreds of missionaries are being helped and continue to be helped through this ministry. And uh, I don't say in any of this, in any way, I don't mean it to, to be sound, to sound braggadocious or to be bragging or tooting my horn. But you see, you have a part in this. And for many years, you've been helping support our ministry. And we go into so many small churches. And if we had to live on the love offering alone, I tell you what, we'd been a world of hurt. Amen. Uh, I, uh, I thank you so much for helping us. But then in addition to the Bible, uh, or rather to the missionary conference ministry, to go back and look at the uh, Bible printing ministry, we have a building that is two-thirds the size uh, of a, I started to say soccer field. I'm not sure, a, a football field. What's a soccer field? What's the dimension? About the same as a football field? Thereabout? Okay. The building that houses the printing ministry alone at Mount Pisgah Baptist Church, it is 200 feet long by 100 feet wide. If it's one more hundred feet long, it would be the size of a football field. And we have in that building, if you went to purchase that equipment new, I'm satisfied it would cost in excess of $2 million U.S. dollars. The building is paid for. All of the equipment is paid for. All the paper inside of the building, and there are rolls and rolls of paper in there, it's paid for. The ministry is debt-free. But uh, for that ministry, again, we're turning out tens of thousands, Bibles, New Testaments, John Romans. And I'm going to tell you, if you want a blessing, you stand and see all of those pages and pages of scriptures. It's a large double roll press. That, uh, it requires a forklift and a machine to pick. goes up with strong steel arms like this, pick that paper up, and then it can turn it 90 degrees and goes up with a, you know, it's a motorized piece of equipment, goes up and puts these rolls of paper on that press, and then the paper is fed through the press, two rolls of it now, and when that thing is turned on, running not at a fast clip, but running at a normal clip, if not even slowed down. You hear that thing, clack, 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 clack. And every time it clacks, 64 pages of Scripture are printed, counting the front and back. 64 pages, just clack, 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 clack. And the fellow on the end of the line is subject to be taking all that scripture off like this and putting it in packs. And every once in a while, he's doing this, and he's getting another arm load. And then see all of that as it goes to uh, the cutting machine to see it cut apart. And then the pages are put on a table or in a collating machine where the pages are put in order. And uh, we have people that come in and volunteer their time. And they'll do this once a week. Uh, or every other week they come in from churches in the area, one church in particular, and they go around these long tables and they're picking up these pages and putting them in order. And when they get all the way around, then they've got a complete New Testament collated. They'll take that then to another process where it is cut and uh, and then all of this is put in order 
and uh, they bind it, put the backs on it, and then cut again the excess off of the pages, and you've got a beautiful New Testament or a beautiful Bible, and to see those Bibles in Spanish, German, French, I mean, some of them in Russian, and hopefully in Romanian language, amen. And uh, I'm telling you, it blesses your heart and your soul. We, uh, in times past, were sending out single copies of Bibles over and over and over. I'm telling you, request and more and more and more requests coming for single copies. Uh, one man wrote from Mexico and said he wanted 19 copies of the Bible. And we thought, why does he want 19? Why not 20 or 25? And uh, upon inquiry, the man said, I got saved reading a Bible. Now, I have a Bible. But he said, I have 19 family members, and I want one for each one of them. I want this to go to them with the prayer and hope that they too will see the light and they get saved. Amen. And uh, we, as, as we were sending these Bibles out in this manner, now, the cost of postage has greatly hindered this. It cost us $3 to print a whole Bible, and that's a Bible with good quality paper. And it's not, not this, you know, flimsy newspaper type stuff that won't last. And it has simulated vinyl backs on it. Then we also have uh, New Testaments that have uh, the paperbacks and simulated vinyl backs on them, plus the John Romans. And uh, these, uh, these Bibles, uh, you know, sending them out individually, when we were able to do that, uh, and, and I might stop just to insert this, we, it'll cost us $3 to print the Bible, but again and again, it will cost us five or more dollars to send that same Bible out. Amen. Where's the right? This little lady right here. We sent her a Bible, and uh, I can't remember. Remember, and I'm not saying this to collect on it, Amen. But I think it was eight dollars that it cost us to send her that Bible. I'm talking about just the postage. Okay, so we've come to the place that in some of the situations, it's cheaper for for us to help raise some money and let the people buy the Bibles in their own country than it is for us to print them and send them. But uh, And we're doing some of that. But by and large, we're still printing, and printing tens of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. I'm not exaggerating. I'll just stand before the Lord with what I'm telling you. <clears throat> but to see the people, when they received these Bibles, back when the Iron Curtain came down and communism, quote-unquote, supposedly fell... By the way, we all know that communism is not dead. But our pastor and some other people went over to Russia, Romania, and then into uh, eastern Germany giving out Bibles. And, uh, you know, they would take maybe a suitcase full of clothing and another suitcase of Bibles and uh, could get, and they had quite a few Bibles that they had taken over in this manner. And in Russia and Germany especially, in those communist Iron Curtain countries, Time and again, those people, when they were given a Bible, they would say something like this, Sir, through the interpreter, all of our lives since becoming a Christian, my prayer, my dream has been that one day I could own my very own copy of the Word of God, and today you've answered that prayer and made that dream a reality. And they'd hug that Bible to their bosom and take it and kiss it 
I'm going to tell you, folks, it's big business. And to think that God's Word, as the rain and the snow comes down from heaven to water the earth, cause to bring forth and bud, to give bread to the eater and seed to the sower, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. God said, it shall not return to me, boy. But it shall accomplish that which I please and the thing whereunto I sent it. Every portion of Scripture, I don't care if it's just one verse that goes out. God has a purpose and it's going to accomplish the purpose that it's sent out for. Amen. Now, we are currently working on a big project. Our project is to print 200 and 40,000 New Testaments for the Kurdish people who live in Iraq. It's going to cost us upwards toward a quarter of a million dollars, if not more, because this, this Bible has not as yet been completed in its translation. Work is just beginning on it. We're working through a man named Edgar Figali, who is a native-born, uh, was a citizen of Lebanon, speaks Arabic, speaks English, excellent. I don't know if he speaks other languages. Uh, besides that, faithful man of God, went over, was trained at Bob Jones University, and has committed his life to the Lord, greatly used of God. And uh, he's working in, uh, in uh, let me think, in, uh, in the name, the place escapes me, but Egypt, that's the place of trying, he's working in Egypt, as well as Lebanon, working in Iraq, other uh, Morocco, other uh, Arabic-speaking countries. And I ask you to pray for him that the Lord will keep him safe. He goes into dangerous situations time and again. And I tell you, I want to see the Lord watch over him. But uh, he's helping on the, uh, helping to coordinate and set up the translation for this Bible. We also have a man in our church at Mount Pisgah who is an Arabic-speaking native, has come over to the United States of America and received some additional training, a faithful man of God, and our pastor is praying. We're hoping that we can uh, send him over and help uh, him to help the people in the translation process. But you pray with us on that. By the time the translation is completed and the Bible is sent out, it'll cost us well over a quarter of a million dollars. Just the printing and, and a portion of the translation is going to cost us a quarter of a million. You say, preacher, you have that kind of money? <laughs> you know, I wish. Amen. I don't have it. I don't know anyone in particular that does have it. But I'll tell you one thing. I know a God that has it. Amen. And uh, he's able. And so I ask you to pray that the Lord will supply this. If you'd like to have a part in this, uh, you talk with your pastor and coordinate this through him. Uh, any gift that you uh, might give would be appreciated. But pray that the Lord will help us on this and uh, ask the Lord that he'll supply. And I, I want to ask you to continue to stand with us. Uh, we, uh, we're we not able to go as quite as steady as we were, but just about. Amen. Uh, we left home and uh, went this year. I uh, had some churches I was in. Pardon me, before this, but we left home next to the last week of February. Went up in the northern part of our country and was in churches back to back without a break uh, through the uh, second Sunday of May, preaching mission conferences. Now, we did come home for 10 days during that time, 
in order to visit Sheila, but I also did another mission conference. Brother Curtis, you know where the church is, Northside Baptist and in the unit right outside of Spartanburg, did a mission conference there and then spoke in another church down in uh, Georgia and uh, went back and, uh, you know, just going. My wife told me last year, she said, Honey, she said, I don't know how much longer I can continue and keep up with the schedule that you're setting for us. But I ask you to pray for us and pray for us, uh, pray for the two of us, amen, and ask the Lord to help us that we're not, uh, you know, not rushed out not wear out. I used to say, boy, I don't want to rust out. I don't want to burn out. I want to wear out for God. I changed that. I don't want to wear out. I want to wear on. Pray for me. Amen. I'm 74 years old, and uh, I'd like to be busy. It'd suit me fine if I was in the pulpit when the Lord said, okay, it's time to go. Come on home. I'd like to die preaching. Amen. I used to pray, Lord, let me die a martyr's death. And after the way things are shaping up politically, I could see that being a possibility. Amen. <laughs> so, so I'm praying, Lord, help me just to help me live as long as you want me to, Lord, but help me to occupy until you come. And I want to thank you again from the very, very bottom of our hearts, not only for your friendship and your love, but for your monetary support and for your prayers and for the investment that you're making in our ministry. I, uh, I, I don't want to wear out, and I don't want to rust out, amen. I want to wear on. And another thing, too, is a little side note. I'm, I'll be finished, Pastor, if you want to come on. Uh, I literally can't, pre can't sleep if I'm not preaching. Amen. <laughs> amen. Jeremiah said one day, he said, Lord, I'll not prophesy anymore in your name. He discouraged because of the reaction of the people. But... He didn't stay quit long. He said, Lord, oh, Lord, your word's like a fire burning my bones. Amen. And uh, I, I, I want you to pray uh, that the Lord will help us just to keep on keeping on for his glory. God bless you. Pastor, you come. Thank you. Mm -hmm.